if you do the things you have to do when you have to do them, you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. And that has always struck a chord with me because the resistance that you feel when you know that there's things you have to do versus the things you want to do can be hard to overcome. It's a bit of a hurdle, but when you think about it that way, if I do this thing I have to do, then I can do the thing I want to do. I think time blocking will be a nice way to implement that in our day to day. And welcome to the Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 125 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I am welcoming back a special guest. Jamie Henderson, who is a fabulous registered massage therapist and yoga teacher, as well as an extraordinary entrepreneur, is here with me today. You may remember Jamie from way back in episode 89, where we discussed one of her businesses, Gutsy. We will remind you today about what that is and so much more. She is all around great, and I am so happy she is here today. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here. All right. So um, I gave a little intro there, which offered a glimpse into all the things that you do and that you are. Uh, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about you, about Gutsy, and then introduce us to the amazingness that is your new project as well? Oh, so many projects. Uh, so my name's Jamie and I'm in Barrie, Ontario, Canada. And I am an RMT and have been for 12 years now. I currently work from home, and part of that decision came from the inception of Gutsy, which is a program for girls age 5 to 12 to build self-confidence through yoga, art, and meditation, as well as spending time outdoors. More recently, uh, I introduced the girls to using power tools, which has sparked another business for me in my world, which I'm really excited about, and it is called Prudence and Pine, which is all about making sustainable wood um, designs for home and play and really just giving me the opportunity to buy more power tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and that was, yeah. It's so good. And um, I, I'll include all of Jamie's links, but you definitely have to go and check out what she's working on because it's so fun. Can you also, because you didn't mention this, you mentioned Gutsy and what it is, which is beautiful. Can you tell us that it's an acronym and what it stands for? Yeah, of course. Uh, so Gutsy stands for Girls United Together in Strength and Yoga. And so there's always the incorporation of yoga into what we do, but it's really grown to be more than just about yoga. Uh, it's about empowerment and getting to know yourself and being really comfortable in your own skin and feeling capable of really doing anything that you put your mind to. Oh my goodness. This is part of the reason why um, I speak with Jamie on the regular, because I feel like I want all of those things for myself and I am not a girl age five to 12. <laughs> so I'm feeling gutsy every time I talk to Jamie and that's why I wanted her to come on today because 
we work together fairly regularly in terms of trying to keep each other accountable to the various moving parts that both of us have in our own businesses. And, um, you know, from me talking on in the past on the podcast, how accountability is so important to me. I have my discipline accountability partner, Jenny. I talk with Jamie on the regular. I talk with my friend, Cynthia. I talk with uh, my sister. So all of these levels of accountability really, really help. And um, I wanted to introduce you a little bit more to Jamie because she's so great. And also because both of us currently, I would say, I'll speak for both of us, are struggling a little bit when it comes to getting all of those moving parts, fitting into the puzzle and keeping them consistent. So that's what we want to talk about today is we want to be consistently more productive. We want to both use our time more efficiently to get things done. I would say that for me, generally speaking, it all sort of gets done, but it's kind of last minute and sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's um, you know not exactly the best product that it could be every time. Do you have that kind of situation going on in your head, Jamie? I would say so. Um, I struggle a little bit with the perfectionism uh, paralysis. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I have sort of a vision in my mind of how something is going to unfold. And I can get really hung up on some details that uh, I'm learning how to let that go. And we sort of touch on this on a regular is done is better than perfect. Definitely. And it's shifting my mindset to when I get this done, then I can rework it uh, to move it to the direction that I really saw for it. But if I don't ever finish it and I'm agonizing over details that in the grand scheme of things are inconsequential, I'm really uh, putting an anchor on the ideas that I have. I'm not letting them sort of be released into the world to see what can come of them. Okay. Love it. And this is a really great segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is the concept of time blocking as a way to up-level productivity for both of us. So let's start here. And you've mentioned this a little bit, but let me, let me know if any of these sound, sound familiar to you. You juggle many different projects or responsibilities. Check. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Okay. Number one, you spend a little bit too much time in quote, reactive mode, responding to emails and messages in life or putting out fires. That's what I call it. Would, would you say that's fair for you or is that not something as much? Uh, not. Yes. No, I'm going to. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. That, so that one, maybe not as much for us, but if you're listening, that one might be something that is like a big check for you. Um, you find your day chopped up by various tasks or meetings. So for me, this is when we have patients or when we're scheduling patients. And obviously that's an important part about, of what both of us do but it makes for not a day that's like, oh, I do this from nine to five. Every day is different. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you battle constant interruptions throughout the day. So this could be notifications from email or social media. And this also can be especially hard if you're working from home and then you have interruptions, which are kids or pets or uh, someone coming to the door or whatever it might be. Uh, and this one definitely resonates with me. You struggle to find the time and mental space for big picture thinking. You're always working in the business and never really on the business. A hundred percent. So I wrote this down quickly and thought about it in this way. And it seems silly when I say it, but I think this is real and it might resonate with you and or some of our listeners. Here's a typical day. Journal, 
coffee. Oh, I should unload the dishwasher. Distracted by Instagram or Twitter. Some emails, accountability call, check in with patients to make sure they are set, set for their appointments or change appointments. Do my Spanish on Duolingo. Put in a load of laundry, more social media, work on a script for a podcast, get distracted by the cats that want outside. Then what's that under my desk? Oh, organizing my office for 45 minutes. What was I doing again? Check my bank account, pay some bills. Back to email. Distracted by an ad that came through email, now online shopping browsing. Back to working on an email sequence or social media post. Looking for a photo. Get lost in photos for 20 minutes. Now do a video for a course I'm working on. Try to fit in a workout, etc., etc., etc. Again, Malone, have you been watching my whole life but replace cat with a dog? Because I feel like you just described my daily routine. <laughs> right. So I kind of feel like this is not just us that is struggling with this kind of situation. So here's where time blocking comes in. Time blocking is a time management method that asks you to divide your day into blocks of time. Each block is dedicated to accomplishing a specific task, a group of tasks, and only those specific tasks. Instead of keeping an open-ended to-do list of things you'll get to as you're able, you'll start each day with a concrete schedule that lays out what you'll work on and when. Okay, like so that's, ba that's the basics of what time blocking is. So the key to this method, method is to prioritize your tasks in advance. So basically what you need to do is you need to plan your week. And ultimately what some people do when they start this process is they start with a quarter. So they start with a three months, which I don't think we necessarily have to do. I think if we started with a month, that's pretty good. So you look at the next month and you think, okay, what project or projects do I need to accomplish in the next month? Then now that you know what those projects are, you'll go, okay, I'm going to break this down into four weeks. What needs to happen in each of these four weeks in order to get to that goal at the end of the month? Now I take the first week and I break it down into the days of the week. And then now is when I break it down into the blocks of time in order to get the tasks done for that day that will add up to the tasks that need to be done for that week that will add up to the tasks that need to be done for that month. And all of this I've heard before, all of this sounds very reasonable, but it's not something for whatever reason I have ever had the discipline or I guess the forethought or something to jump into and try. And I feel like it's time. How does this sound to you, Jamie? Yeah, I feel like, um, that shift is happening because I don't know about you, but I always feel busy, uh, which is a state of being that I thrive in or feel like I do, but busy and productive are two very different sides of the coin for me. I don't always feel like I'm being productive when I'm being busy. So the idea of corralling my resources, my time and my energy into manageable blocks so that there is something accomplished at the end of that time is very appealing to me. And as time goes on, I just turned 40. That's a big deal. I need to block some time. We, not, we have stuff we got to get done. There is stuff to be done to release into the world. So time blocking sounds like a really good method to get there. Okay. Awesome. All right. Let's, um, let's move on with this. With days that are time blocked in advance, you won't have to constantly make choices about what to focus on. All you need to do is follow your time-blocked schedule. If you get off task or distracted, simply look at your schedule and get back to whichever task you blocked off time for. So That's brilliant because I'm often shuffling around the house going, what, 
what am I doing? Who am I? Where am I? What's happening? Same. Um, Yeah, that sounds like a, it's like a roadmap. It's like this little map for my day, for my brain. It's like, what am I supposed to be doing? Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Get after it. Mm -hmm. All right. In the past, Jenny and I have discussed the Pomodoro technique. Uh, which you can sort of incorporate into time blocking if that appeals to you. So let me just do a quick review of what that is. Have you heard about the Pomodoro technique before, Jamie? Have you and I talked about this? We've talked about it. And I think I was doing it without knowing that that's what it was called. uh, Because I find that very helpful to create those chunks of time. But you explain. Yeah. Okay. So here's what it is. There's this guy and his name was Francesco Cirillo. And in the 1980s, he created this Pomodoro technique. And basically what it is, is you set a timer for 25 minutes and then you go and do your task for that 25 minutes until the timer goes off. When the timer goes off, then you take a break for three to five minutes and then you set the Pomodoro timer again for another 25 minutes. And after you've done four Pomodoros in a row, three or four or five, then you can take a longer break for 15 or 30 minutes. So that's what the technique is. And I think it's based on the fact that human beings have a certain attention span and this is a good amount of time. So the Pomodoro technique is just that 25 minutes, a little break, 25 minutes, a little break. And it reduces the impact of interruptions and allows you to get into focus and flow. And it also gives you a little bit of urgency to get it done because you know, you only have 25 minutes for this task. So uh, also fun fact, Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato. And the reason that it's called the Pomodoro technique is because when this guy did this in the 1980s, he was using a tomato shaped kitchen timer to do his timing. And that's why he called it the Pomodoro. So I love those little pieces of trivia. So that's why. Um, All right. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I find myself using the Pomodoro technique for tasks that I can get too involved in you were talking about organizing your office. So when I get that sort of itch to move and shake things up and and reorganize my space, I set the timer for those sorts of things so that I keep myself out of like a three hour purge session and can organize for 25 minutes. And so my brain feels happier in my workspace and then get back to it. So I think you can use it for the work side of things, but also to maybe curb some of those, um, Procrastinating. Uh, detours. Yeah, yeah. De- detouring. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, it's so cool that you mentioned this because I think that for some people, they're like, oh, I have to do this thing, whatever it is, whether it's checking emails or like getting going on a piece of the project. Um, and then they don't necessarily want to do it. But as soon as they set the timer and they get into it, they can get into flow and make it to the 25 minutes. And just what you've said, it can also be used for the other way. I know this is something I might get lost in, but it's going to limit me to 25 minutes. So this is actually quite powerful because now I can look at my time blocking for the day and instead of, quote, wasting my whole day because I got procrastinating and I ended up in some weird hole in the internet or in my closet for the next, for four hours, I have my time set out for the day and I'm getting done what I want to get done to push me forward toward my bigger dreams and goals, which is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, here are some other reasons why time blocking is so effective. So it promotes focused deep work. So that's what we just talked about. Once you get into flow and you're actually doing the deep work, this is something I always struggle with. I'm always doing shallow work, it seems. And this is kind of like busy work. So another thing that time blocking will do and why it's effective is it'll help you to get rid of or like knock out quickly the shallow work. So shallow work is stuff that is urgent, but it's not important. 
So it's like stuff that you have to do, but it's not necessarily the thing that's moving the needle. It's not the thing that's going to like, you know, generate revenue for your business or move the big vision forward. It's stuff we all have to do, like checking emails and, you know, tidying up and all of that stuff that, yeah, it's kind of urgent because it needs to be done right now, but it's not important ultimately. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing that time blocking will do, and I'm looking forward to seeing this because I know it's real, is it makes you aware of how you spend your time. So uh, when I was going through that whole business of, you know, I did this and then I got distracted by that and back and forth, I've spent four hours basically doing nothing. If I did time blocking, I would understand, oh, like I'm going to give myself 20 minutes to do something, but that's it. Yeah. Um, This one might resonate for you. It counteracts perfectionism. So those people that have the tendency to want every little detail to be perfect, if you know that you only have a certain amount of time, you get to the end of the time and then you're like, all right done is better than perfect. Yeah. That's an important concept for all of my recovering perfectionists out there. Yeah. It's become my new mantra because getting hung up on the, you know, uh, minute details is it's, it's agony. Like it's so hard to move past, but when you've got that buzzer going and it's like, well, it's out of my hands now. You have to kind of just let it go and put it out there. Yeah. Trust that what you've done is what needs to be done for now. And you can always come back to it if, if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then the last thing that time blocking uh, will help you do, um, and this is where we're moving forward towards, it will help you follow through on your goals. Because if you've written down what you want to do and then you do it, hopefully that's going to get you one step closer to your goals. So time blocking. This is something that Jamie and I are going to try to incorporate, and I shouldn't say try, we are going to incorporate into our worlds in the next few weeks. And we're going to be checking in with each other weekly to see how it's going. And I'm going to report back and I might invite Jamie back to the podcast. So both of us can report back how this is actually moving the needle for us in terms of all of the things that we just mentioned. And I'm hoping that we'll see big changes. Are you up for this, Jamie? Yeah. Can I issue a challenge to you as part of this. Love it. Um, because one of our things that we've been working on together is our social media presence for yes. our businesses. So I am issuing a challenge to both of us to post our time blocked week for next week so that maybe your listeners can follow along on the Instagram and see what our week looks like once we've blocked it out. Uh, what say you? to that. <laughs> well, that makes my heart beat a little faster, but I <laughs> am into it. So this episode right. right here is dropping on Thursday, November the 13th. Sorry, Thursday, November okay. the 12th. So um, we will put our time blocked week up for the week of um, starting Sunday the 15th. Is this fair? I like it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one that we're going to put up. Um, and so we'll go to at Dr. Peggy Malone. And what's your best Instagram that people can look for yours, Jamie? Uh, for this one, I'll say gutsy. So at gutsy girls, Canada, check it out. Okay. I'll put the links in the show notes if you want to see where to find Jamie. Um, the other thing that that's relevant here that I want to mention when it comes to time blocking is Jamie and I have done this in the past and I think we'll try and do this more in the future. She and I get together via Skype or zoom And we work for an hour, just two of us both doing our work separately, but we have the other person in the background. So we're not necessarily talking, although we do sometimes. And it's a way that allows, it's kind of like getting together with a study partner at the library, 
but in the time of COVID, it's hard to do that. And also because Jamie lives three hours away from me, that's also, or four hours. How, how long does it take to drive from my house to your house? Almost four hours, uh, right? but, uh, Like three, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that commutes a little bit of a challenge for us to get together to, to study or to work. So the Zoom or the Skype study session is also another way that you can uh, get a little bit of work done um, and using some of the accountability of a partner. Um, and also we can put it on the time block. So I like that. Yeah. We're going to have that on our time block. Stay tuned to see Peggy and I's <laughs> Skype date time block sesh. I love it. Um, I want to finish talking about time blocking with this quote that I found. Um, this guy called Cal Newport, he wrote a book called Deep Work. And his quote is, a 40 hour time blocked work week, I estimate produces the same amount of output as a 60 plus hour work week pursued without structure. I would 100% agree with that. So I'm looking forward to that because the one uh, benefit of time blocking that we didn't necessarily mention here is that if you actually do what you're supposed to do during the blocks, then you can just enjoy and relax in all the downtime instead of worrying about what do I have to do next? Because you already have it all scheduled. So. so I have a great quote that I used to use with my, I have also taught uh, massage therapy at Georgian College. And I usually included this quote as it was getting closer to assignments being due. And I think it's by Zig Ziglar. And it's, if you do the things you have to do when you have to do them, you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. And that has always struck a chord with me because the resistance that you feel when you know that there's things you have to do versus the things you want to do can be hard to overcome. It's a bit of a hurdle, but when you think about it that way, if I do this thing I have to do, then I can do the thing I want to do. I think time blocking will be a nice way to implement that in our day to day. Love it. So good. All right, let's move on to a segment that we call Ooh, Me Likey. Uh, in lots of previous episodes, Jenny and I have shared with each other what podcasts we've been listening to, what books we've been reading, or what random internet hilarity we have found, and we feel like you might find it fun too. Well, since Jamie is here this week, I'm dragging her into this Ooh, Me Likey tradition, and each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So for me this week, what I'm liking is I just finished reading this beautiful book. It's called The Birth House by Amy McKay. And it's set in, have you read this, Jamie? Mm -hmm, I love it. It's set in the early 1900s in a small isolated village in Nova Scotia. And it's the story of a girl called Dora Rare, which is such a lovely um, name. She's a rare girl. And she was rare because she is the first daughter to be born in five generations of rares. And as a child in an isolated village, she is drawn to Miss Babineau, who is an outspoken Acadian midwife with a gift for healing. So Dora becomes Miss B's apprentice, and together they help the women of Scotts Bay, Nova Scotia, through infertility, difficult labors, breech births, unwanted pregnancies, and even unfulfilling sex lives. So I loved this book because it was about women working together in circumstances that were likely very difficult, but still having this camaraderie. And um, it was just a beautiful story. Um, the other thing about this book that's topical and current in 2020 is that the backdrop of this story was World War I, and then in 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic. So there's a big part of the story where they're talking about wearing masks and struggling with the fact that people are sick. And then Dora, who has these skills as a healer, uses some of them to help people who are suffering from the flu back in 1918. And the, the story was written in 2007, but I was like, whoa, this is the coolest to, to see how things cycle around. 
anyway. I love that it was the Canadian setting as well. I think I really enjoy books that have that, um, that feel of home yeah. in them as well, for sure. Definitely. I think she wrote uh, another book that I read, uh, The Witches of New York. Oh. The Witches, Hold Up, of New York. Okay. Um, and it's another beautiful read. Uh, again, very uh, female-driven and uh, just an interesting, um, what's the word I'm looking for, a commentary on society as well. So that's sure. another good read. Awesome. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I will mention both of those in the show notes. And uh, Jamie, what do you got? What do you, what do you, ooh, me liking? Well, I have fallen into the world of YouTube. And uh, as Prudence and Pine is developing and I'm working on my skills as a woodworker, I have uh, fallen in friendship with uh, a girl named Rachel Metz and she has Living to DIY. It's a YouTube channel where she tackles all things DIY. She's a self-taught carpenter and I am, I'm like fangirling over Rachel Metz. She is well-spoken. She is honest and straightforward and encourages everyone to give these projects a try. I think women in particular, we are a little bit leery of power tools or attempting some of these projects on our own. And she's very much about breaking it down into simple steps of here, start here, you know, hang a shelf by yourself. And um, I'm just really enjoying the journey of following her projects and feeling inspired and empowered to um, kind of push my boundaries a little bit and what I'm comfortable with in woodworking and carpentry. Amazing. I love it. And when I'm listening to you fangirling about Rachel Metz, how do you spell her last name? M-E-T-Z. Okay. It makes me realize that in only the shortest period of time, there will be other women out there who will be fangirling over Jamie Henderson and her power tools on YouTube. So I'm very much looking forward to that day and we will revisit it when that starts happening, if it already hasn't. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw my video the other day, but Jamie got herself a drill press. I saw. Jamie is in love with her drill press. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it that you are so into this now. I love it so much. Okay. So that said, why don't you again, remind our listeners where they can find Gutsy and Prudence and Pine and, um, what's the best way for them to come and say hi on the socials? Oh, so Instagram is definitely the best way. So if you want to check out the Gutsy Girls program, it's at Gutsy Girls Canada. And Prudence and Prine is relatively new. If you are into super cute dogs, that's the prudence of Prudence and Pine. She's a little Boston Terrier and she steals the show in all of our videos. That one is at prudence.and.pine. You can take a look at what we're up to and maybe be inspired to build something yourself. Love it so much. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Thank you so much to my guest and my friend, Jamie Henderson. And please let me know if you use time blocking to increase your productivity, or if now that you've heard more about it, you are going to give it a try like Jamie and I are. For questions or comments, send an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. The best place to find me is on Instagram at drpeggymalone. Send me a DM with questions or comments or just say hi. You can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. Also, come and join the Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation and grab some accountability for your new habits. I'll be there live every Thursday at noon to discuss this week's podcast. Won't you join me? 
As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that I mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, please pass it on. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I got to roll up my sleeves because I'm about to do some work. We got to so get to I work. Feel, we got to get, get after it, Peggy Malone. Right. We got we to get after it. Get after it. All right. I and mean, you need your sleeves up when you're getting after it, just in case anyone was wondering. Okay. I did not know this yeah. detail. I feel like now I'm going to be way more productive today. <laughs> Once uh, your forearms are out, your productivity goes up 100%.